Welcome to Running It Back, the Tiger Woods edition. I want to bring in Tarlin Ray. There was an old Nike commercial where we were all saying, I am Tiger Woods. Tarlin may have embodied that commercial at different points in his life. He's going to carry me a little bit on this episode because I think he has a depth of Tiger prowess that, uh, that we want to dive into. Tarlin, how are you doing this morning? So I'm going to carry you on this, just this episode. <laughs> well, in we'll, particular, we'll, we'll talk about that. Your percentage we'll of about, carry we'll talk will be about that. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, yeah. We have threatened to do a Tiger show for those longtime listeners for yeah. a while. Mm-hmm. I, I struggle to do a Tiger show. You introduced me to a new term in the Serena yeah. pod, Stan. Yeah. I, I am a huge Tiger fan. Yeah. He is by far my sports hero. Struggled to prep. I struggled to do it because of thinking about all the moments in my life where I had a chance to experience Tiger's greatness mm-hmm. and the last 20 years of sports watching and, and my own personal growth. It's just, it's a struggle to cover, cover this guy. Yeah. And the- yeah. Well, we need to because of the most recent accident, February 23rd, mm-hmm. uh, Tiger is in a single car. They deemed it immediately an accident, but he's in a, a very serious crash. He gets, needs to get extracted from the car. Mm-hmm. It's clear that he was unconscious. So we'll talk a little bit more about that. But as we do with all of our shows, we want to run it back to a moment in time, less focused on the most recent event, but wanted to run it back to uh, the Masters, his last major win in 2019, and see what we can learn from it. You asked me how I'm doing. I will say I'm fantastic on this morning. Yeah. Fighting a little insomnia, but I slept mm. like a baby last night. Ah, I slept well last night too. That's interesting. Maybe there's something to this because our unconscious was processing Tiger Woods and lessons learned. And then Beginning with 2019, and, and you know, hopefully our listeners have enough Tiger context. There's a there's also quite a few Tiger documentaries out there, which we have watched many of them, and we're going to continue to refer to them because there's quite a span, not just of his career, because you have his whole life documented in, in a lot of ways, going all the way back to him appearing on the the Mike Douglas show when he was three, and right up to now. And to your point, you almost have a relationship with Tiger that's similar to the relationship you might have with your sports team, but as an individual, because he's been around and he became an institution, he became a brand. But, uh, but 2019 is really interesting. It's a redemption story because you always want to hear about the comeback. And uh, call it a comeback. <laughs> I've been here for years. Sorry. You gotta keep. You gotta keep going. No, I'm. I, I please. <laughs> you don't. I. I can spit, but nope. Yeah. Yeah. Not. Not yet. <laughs> That's we, for later. No, leave them wanting more. So it's a redemption story. It's also golf is a sport that those of us who get into our middle years uh, appreciate because folks in their 40s can win major titles. And Tiger did this back in 2019. Can you set the stage for this? Talk to me about what was going on heading into Augusta in April of 2019. Let's set the stage before we get there, because we need to just grant it. HBO, two-part series, HBO Max, just got a documentary on Tiger, ESPN, books on Tigers. Maybe we'll have a part five on Tiger over the years. Yeah. 
but really let's just talk about him as a golfer from 2000 to 2009 probably the most dominant athlete you've ever seen he had 169 starts he made 165 cuts so it's 97 percent of the time he made it to the weekend for those non-golfers that is a sick stat it's crazy that he's just always there with an opportunity to not only win, but also make some money, mm-hmm. make the money. Mm-hmm. He had 56 wins. That's a 33% win percentage. And I'll get to win percentages this in golf. So we can make sure you understand yeah. sort of what, how that relates. Some benchmark, some benchmarking. Maybe gonna, we're going to benchmark and then 12 wins, 12 major wins out of yeah. the 40 times he teed it up. So a 30% win percentage in the majors. Yeah. So he is dominant and including a 2008 win at the U S open on a fractured leg, right. Where the next he had to have surgery and also repair his ACL. Yeah. So he's King. Yeah. And, and that context is easy to forget. Part of why the the HBO documentaries are getting more publicity or more pub, as I like to say, is that they cover the more salacious aspects of Tiger's story. Uh, it's a little like the TMZ version of Tiger really since that time. 2009 is when this famously all came to an end with an incident outside of his home. His, his first car crash. Yeah, his first car crash. The one that I forgot how amazing those, I think they're typically Japanese computer generated simulating, simulating the crash. Exactly. I forgot that that was a thing back. Oh yeah. That needs to come back. Watch how he turned right (laughs) into the hydrant. Wow. But then you see like a 23 mile per hour car crash. And then you see Elin coming back with the golf club in her hand and there's a fire hydrant and a mailbox. It's brilliant. We'll share it out as part of our show notes, but I forgot that we were doing that so well in 2009. And then the story really begins, right? So what you're talking about is less that dominant period, which uh, to your point, we could absolutely, and we should do uh, more legendary moments in Tiger's career that we learned from, because there's so many of them. There's so many different stories, whether it's his first win at Augusta back in 97, which was similarly epic and, and put him on this, the, the scene so that when he came back in and won it several more times before 2019, because he's won five now? Correct. Won, won in 97. And then through this epic run in the 2000s, he picked up three more. And then the difficulties began. Can you walk us through that a little bit, Tarlin? Like, so epic run dominant to a way that seldom been seen for this long in an individual sport high winning percentage which is something you're gonna you're gonna dig back in on let's talk real quick about the winning percentage yeah current players the rory's mac dustin johnson's justin thomas their lifetime win percentage Mm-hmm. Rory McIlroy 9.6%, Dustin 8%. This means every time they tee it up, what is their chance of winning? Yeah. Justin Thomas 7%, Jordan Spieth who was yeah, the guy. He was a bit of a wunderkind. Yeah. <laughs> Early in the morning. I don't think I could even pronounce that. 
<laughs> yeah, the W. It's do German. One more time. It's, do German, one more time. it's German. So the W is a V. Wunderkind. Okay, great, great. Jordan speed seven percent. Bryson DeChambeau, who looks like he's sucking on helium, and John Rom three percent, and Brooks Kepka, who was the guy. Yeah, yeah. 5%. So Tiger, uh-huh. in a ten-year run, right. had a win percentage of thirty-three. And I'm just doing the back of the envelope math. Like that's roughly one in three tournaments. That 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 is roughly. Yeah. As my daughter is in algebra two honors, she would look at you side eyed and be like, "That's great." Even my fifth grader would say, "Yeah, fantastic." Yeah, yeah. But unfortunately, I'm the the father of a two year old, so I'm impressing (laughs) you still. You you are still winning. You got a few more years. So, in those years, he was that athlete where we thought he was a robot. Tiger is still in a tournament, but he makes a mistake. And you had the gall to say, come on, Tiger. Yeah. Or right. this is a pun. Like, why does he always do that? Like, come on, why can't he finish? Right. But the dude had a 33% win percentage at now at 44. Right. Closer to 22. Mm-hmm. And the only comparison, Jack, at the similar age of 44, had a 16%. Wow. Yeah. So let's just... There's a lot more information. Yeah. You can go down all the coaches he had, the Butch Harmons and the Hank Haney's. And yeah. Bullies, Chris mm-hmm. We can look, talk to the caddies. Yeah. Williams and Fluff yeah. and Joe LaCava he has now. But let's just put a book in on that decade. That is just dominance. Yeah. And, and, it, and it's a reminder just in terms of lessons learned that when folks talk about golf, they frequently say you're not really competing with others you're competing with yourself and you're competing with the course and to perform at this level and to separate this much from everyone else there's so much to be learned from the performance psychology that goes into that and there's a lot that also potentially is tied to how he was raised and that's why i would say if you can watch one of the two hbo max documentaries i'd say watch the first one which one's is more g-rated the other one gets a little spicy but it's also one's more we know he had a bad turn from 2009 to 2019 in in many ways a lot of rebound lately but there was a bad stretch in there and there were even fits and starts in his redemption story. But I felt like the second HBO documentary was really a lot of what you would see on TMZ or what you would read on the pages of the Inquirer. It wasn't even in terms of lessons learned. It's yes, things can go bad and the paparazzi and the media are terrible. And Tiger had to battle a lot of personal demons in addition to the, the physical stuff he had to overcome. But that's really what we're setting up for leading into 2019. Can you so, walk us through that a little bit? If you're going to get any lessons learned from the first decade, yeah. Malcolm Gladwell it and say 10,000 hours, yeah. that's what Tiger did. Right. That's how you're dominant. And okay. just real quick on that point, since you brought it up, 10,000 hours, the work of Anders Ericsson, where the concept is deliberate practice. We're talking about practice? We're talking about deliberate practice, which means you're focusing on your performance and you're focusing on specific things so that you're getting more feedback by doing the reps. So there's an important distinction there where you're actually doing it in a way that is focused on improving your performance. So Tiger, I don't think Gladwell hit that as well as he could. So I think Tiger nailed that one 350 yards uh, right down the middle of the fairway is if you prepare in a very deliberate way, focusing on your improvement, 
you can reach untold excellence and it's going to require you to almost decouple your North star from the rest of the field. Cause he really broke through into the stratosphere and separated in a way that we really haven't seen in golf. So yes, on all that. Now let's get into the 2010 difficulties. To, 2010 to 2019. Let's just look at it as a golfer. Yeah. 64 less starts. So we'll talk about that. 105 starts. He made 87 cuts. Mm-hmm. So he went from a 97%, always making a week into 83%. And I would say 83 still pretty, 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 pretty good. good. Yeah. Pretty good. 10, 10 wins. So now he's plummeted from a 33% win percentage to yeah. nine. And then if you remember 10 minutes ago, talking about the, the legends in golf today, he's still on top. Yeah, but he's back in range, right? He's, he's now, back in range. He's, now he's, a back mere, in the pack, he's a mere mortal. But still the number one guy. Yeah. And one major win, which we'll talk about 2019. So he has a two and a half percent major win percentage. Yeah. Now we have to also add in, we know that he had the single car crash 2009. He went to rehab for sex edition. His marriage was torn apart. And then realizing that period, it really started 2008, but, but from 2010 through 19, five back surgeries. Yeah. Multiple moments where he paused on the tour because of Achilles pain. Yeah. And you don't want to mess with Achilles. Yeah. Those longtime fans of the show about my my Achilles recovery. By the way, I just had my one year Achilles birthday. Talk about a comeback story. That's a separate episode of running it back to talk about your rehab. But that's a whole other thing. We learn about things like micro dissectomy surgeries on back, neck fu- neck pain, yeah. back fusions. Mm-hmm. So this is all happening with Tiger. Then in 2017, we have another car incident where Tiger has fallen asleep on the side of the road. Mm-hmm. He has that famous Tiger mug shot where he looks like... yeah got the thousand yards there and looks like he is not necessarily has been drinking, but definitely taking prescription drugs because he had just had yeah rest in April with just rest of May, but just had a back surgery in April. Mm-hmm. So tiger is a shell of himself. Tiger. And this is the moment where my dad, others like, I wish tiger would quit. Yeah. are going to win again. Mm. Mm. Never going to win another major. And that's why I believe 2019, at least in our lifetime, is that is so significant. Now, if you want to compare it to any comeback, you can talk about Ben Hogan. Right. So most people don't know the Ben Hogan story. We're back February 2, so another February moment, 1949. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's in a major car crash with his wife. Right. Head-on collision with the Greyhound mm. bus. Okay, good. You you paused after you said Greyhound. So I was like, how bad could it be? I mean, it's going to be tough. It's tough for the dog. Sure. But yeah. Greyhound bus. Yes. Head on collision, foggy road where they know they're about to get hit. No seatbelts. And he dives across the the front seat to protect his wife. Mm -hmm. He's crushed. Left side of his body crushed. He's trouble with his left, uh, this vision. He goes on to win, comes back, goes on to win. 12 more times and six majors. Wow. Yeah. We know the comeback story. 
but we've never seen, and granted, he was a hero to the world, but never seen someone like Tiger have to live in the public eye, failing, Yeah, Tiger's words. Still, remember, 9% win percentage. So the number one, he'd be the number one win percentage in a decade, but failing in the eyes of the world Yes, for a 10-year period prior to that Masters win. Right. Yeah. And then beyond that, there's a lot in the news now about what else was going on in this difficult time for him, including his uh, preoccupation with the Navy SEALs, combat trainings, a lot of really, again, tabloid type stuff that you can get into where he was battling his demons. He was divorced. He had some substance uh, issues. He had a sex addiction. Uh, he was... Lost his father, who was his, really his compass. Yeah, his, his best friend uh, they talked about in, in some interesting ways. And we're going to come back, I think, on a later show, talk about parenting and what you can learn from stories like Tiger and the Williams uh, sisters, even Naomi Osaka. There's a lot to think about around parenting. What about the balls? Don't forget. Oh, and the balls. Exactly. And LeVar. Yeah. LeVar Ball, friend of the show, perhaps. Perhaps. He either is or he isn't. The other thing that happened in that window, though, too, is there were always those, is it happening again? It was almost like in 2013, he made the cut at Augusta and he's six strokes from the lead on Saturday, whatever it is. <laughs> and then people are like, you know, you get a text for, is he going to do it? Is he back? And it would always, not always, but for the most part, the answer was no, because the, the focus was mainly on the majors and mainly on his pursuit of Nicholas. Early, you know, in 2009, had things not gone awry, he was in range to pick up a couple more majors in that 10-year span. But oh, instead, yeah. that was it. And then you understand why, for all the reasons why. But then as he's getting older, and by the time 2019 rolls around, father time is saying, scoreboard. Look at how old you are, Eldrick Taunt a.k.a. Tiger Woods, taunting him, taunting Taunt. Did you know his his middle name is actually Taunt, T-O-N-T? I, I had, That's not, that can't be accurate. That was, it was, I, I could see it right here on Wikipedia. It's then. Wikipedia Done. and it's in bold too. It's not like somebody just wrote it. You know, right. It's been there for a little while. I want to make but, sure uh, thick, yeah. so I'm going to bold it. <laughs> exactly. He would have been closer to Jack over that span had he not been diverted and had his life interrupted and all the physical and psychological and emotional turmoil that brought him back down to the pack. But then 2019 was exciting. Even leading into it, there was a run-up where he was starting to get his stuff together. And then people were still doing that thing where it's Sunday. He's still in contention. And then 2019... The way in which he won in 2019, it was almost the apotheosis of all that in that he, the other competitors wilted around him. They all choked because of Tiger's just presence and psychological mind share, which was also reflected in this past week when after his injury, after his car crash, all of the players on Sunday were wearing Tiger's classic red polo shirt and black pants it's always black pants too right correct yeah okay yeah you were gonna say so, something yeah. yeah well a couple things you're right tire coverage is over the top i could always log in and find what's it's like the featured hole and tiger 
would be one of the featured people and he's eight strokes back with no chance. And it's like <laughs> teeing off at 7.55 in the morning and he'll never be on primetime coverage. We, we started to have a little hope. Really, this is a year after surgery, a year a little bit, because he came in second in the PGA Championship, the Brooks Kepka, that August or the year before. So imagine this is the first major after that. And Tiger is going into the final round, two shots back, where the rap on Tiger is, if, unless he's leading, he can never come back. Mm-hmm. And you got the Francisco Molinari's and the Brooks Kepka and the Patrick Cantley's and the Shuffley's yeah. and the Tony Finau's. And Dust, Dustin Johnson got into the mix a little bit. Dustin Johnson and anyone can, and then there's Tiger. And so he's two shots back because of rain. They're playing in like a three pack instead of playing in a twosome. Francisco Molinari, literally, it's like a robot. Like he hasn't missed a thing. Gets to 12, dumps his ball in the water, ends up on 15, hits a tree, gets in the water again. Yeah. And Tiger just starts methodically not missing. You know, grinding, grinding. Grind, literally grinding. Get in the middle of the green. And people around, as you said, are just starting to crater. Uh-huh. And you can feel the groundswell energy emotion around tiger while he is just it, it's while you say it's like the past but he's a different tiger because he's just trying to play to spots that he can play as old man tiger versus yeah, yeah. overpowering the course yeah and so for him to finish to see everyone wilt around him mm-hmm. to see the joy on his face but then also think back to the celebration he has and the hug he has with his dad, but they'll have that moment with his kids. Mm -hmm. It's everything. Yeah. And so if the first 10 years are about the 10,000 hours and him being a robot, I appreciate the last 10 years even more Mm -hmm. because life isn't easy. Mm -hmm. Tiger's not a robot. Tiger's a human being. Mm -hmm. He's complicated. He's a Kavlin Asian as yeah. a black man that created conversation. Yeah. Yeah. My family. Yeah. yeah I'm he, sure. He's not the Jordan. He's got some interesting buddies that he golfs with. In yeah. Number, yeah. Number 45 and stuff like that. So uh, I treasure that moment more than anything else. And especially more because when Rory, after the accident this week, talked about Tiger. He said, first, he's not dead. He's really hurt. And we should make sure and our heart goes out to the family, his kids, mm-hmm. make sure he's okay. Yeah. If he never plays golf again, mm-hmm. he's had such an outsized impact on this game and will continue to. Mm-hmm. And we owe everything to him. But more importantly, he said, most people don't realize what he had to go through to even come back to be competitive in 2019 because he had lunch with tiger after his back fusion surgery in 2017 he could barely stand up yeah and so what i appreciate even more is the fact that these heroes these people that we look up to that we expect every sunday or every nba game or every sunday in nfl to always be present yeah we just miss out on the work that it takes to get to that point 
mm-hmm. the failures and the adversity and obstacles that are in front of you. And I feel like that message is even more powerful than take a two and a half percent win percentage over 10 years versus the 10 years of him dominating. I, right. I just means more to me. Right. Yeah. And I think it also means more in that he finally did come back to the apex. He did get back to the top of the mountain back in, in 2019, which is not too long ago. And he was still seemed to be entering a new phase in his career where maybe he might have done it again, at least if you're thinking about Augusta or some of the places where if you know that course, you could be in contention for quite some time. I mean, that's really the history of that course, among others. But Augusta in particular, because they're always playing it at the same course every year, you would have imagined Tiger into his late 40s, continuing to compete in Augusta, making the cut at Augusta, I would imagine, consistently. And now we don't know again. And I think the especially the nature of these injuries, it sounds like they could be career-ending. And uh, that's where we don't know. But I think the work is ahead of Tiger regardless, just to go through the rehab that you were just uh, referencing, uh, even in your own life. It's been a year since your Achilles. Uh, There's work just to get back to, to, to doing the normal things. And then for Tiger, you would imagine among those normal things would be golf. And then over time, could there be more golf in his future? Maybe, but at what level will it be at? I think at this point, many of us think this might be the end of his competitive golf career, which again, is not nearly as important as anything else, whether it's, you know, him, his family, all that, his health uh, and his future. But, but it does make you think even more about 2019 because that may have been his last championship. It reminds me of when we were talking about Serena for these individual athletes who have these incredible runs, you don't know when it is their last But as you get closer, you start wondering, what if this was their last? I think there is a point to reflect on the entire oeuvre of Tiger's career. I feel like my appetite, for one, has been properly whetted. But uh, can you conclude for for us? Can you bring it together? A couple of thoughts. One, Tiger, get well. In the same way you learned about any medical term makes me queasy, but comminuted, comminuted open fracture upper and lower portion of tibia and fibula bones stabilize breaks in your ankle. Like when you hear that, it just sounds devastating. Get well. Two, don't listen to anyone who has not had to do the work. So in terms of you need no one's permission to whenever it is, tee it up again. And either you're going to look like Tiger of old the 2000 to 2009, yeah. Tiger of 2010 to 2019, mm-hmm. or the big double barrel to everyone, I'll be the Tiger of now. Yeah. But no one knows the work that you went through to try to do the thing that you love. And screw everyone that yeah. says Tiger should, get, should hang it up. So I, I want to end with my ode to Tiger. Yeah. I, I want to thank you for being my hero. I want to thank you for giving me permission who didn't pick up a golf club until I was 19 to play anywhere. Country club, show up, lone black guy on the course. And I love red, so I definitely wore that there. I want to thank you for giving me something to do on a Sunday where I'm glued to the TV, just hoping that's one of those 56% chance of you winning. I want to 
Thank you for allowing me to have my shorthand text with my best friends where I just write on a Thursday, minus four, should we have hope? I wanna thank you for your failures and recovery. I wanna thank you for being a doting dad to your kids. I love seeing it. I wanna thank you for being human. You're not a robot. I wanna thank you for being complicated. We can get into that later. I wanna thank you for shanking and flubbing on TV when you were in the 2010s, 2019s, cause it's like, that's the way I play golf. <laughs> I wanna thank you for your dad pride and Sam and Charlie and watching you play a father-son with Charlie and just how much you loved and you cared less about your game. I wanna thank you for your terrible balding head. I got a receding, my girls still talk about my hairline. Is it always like that? Did it ever come? Cause it seems like it's going farther and farther back. I want to thank you for your bad pleated pants. Look, the red shirt was fine, but really oversized. Yeah. The pleated black pants, just, I mean, it's terrible when you look they're, back. They're almost a little baggy too. Yeah. Oh, baggy. Totally. I had the same. I, I, I thought I was an XL my whole life. It's, it's twice the size. I want to thank you for being a little Urkel, a little Jordan, and a little Obama at the same time. Mm. I want to thank you for giving us something to talk about in the black community. When you're hanging out with Trump, when you say Cablin Asian, the Denny's waitress, and for going number one in the Dave Chappelle race draft. I wanna thank you for my long-standing Halloween costume. I wanna thank you for always being called Tiger if I walked into a country club, because that's what they thought that was cute, my name. And ultimately, I wanna thank you for winning in 2019, because it brought me joy, and I could actually show my kids my sports hero. Damn, Tarlin, that's said beautifully we'll clip that we'll send that one directly to eldrick and his family because i think that they may appreciate what you just imparted there great stuff i think we'll probably come back talk some more tiger but you at least got your time to share those words and and then we'll be back again soon any final thoughts stay tuned we have more coming 2021 we'll be running it back and we appreciate all of you that have reached out texts, emails, saying how much you love the show. Tell your friends. We love doing this.